Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I think these guys have had uh, a lot thrown at them. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of challenging it right now because everybody out there is saying this is a dual meet team and uh, not a tournament team. And so I, uh, I'm using that uh, with them quite a bit lately. You know, they went on the road and won four tough Big 12 matches, all at, you know, three places that were really hard places to wrestle in tough environments. So, you know, there's no question these guys are very battled in the dual meet world. And so now we get a chance to go to a tournament and, and we have a lot of doubters out there. We have a lot of people that think this just is a dual meet team. And so we're excited to get out there. I think they're excited to get out there and show people that, you know, we might be a little bit more than that. And for us as a team to be able to win the Big 12s, every guy's got to be able to score points. Every guy needs to be able to get and, and, and finish as high as they can. And, man, backside, that's where Oklahoma made, man, they made their way last year on the backside. They had so many pins and bonus points and ended up helping them win a conference title. So, and having everybody fight till the bitter end is absolutely critical, you know, for us to score as many points as we can and win a Big 12 title and take everyone we can to the NCAA tournament. And that's what our guys are prepared for, so. final podcast for the week ladies and gentlemen hey what's up hello and welcome to in the room a wrestling podcast from the des moines register i'm cody goodwin the register's wrestling writer and i am glad you're here third show this week to get you ready for a busy busy weekend of wrestling happy friday march 4th um today three of the tournaments i'm going to be following this weekend actually kick off nai men's wrestling national championships uh junior college national championships and the ncaa women's national championships all starting today going tomorrow as well um and then obviously this weekend saturday sunday the big 10 and the big 12 championships conference tournaments going on at the division one level gonna be a really busy weekend gonna be a really fun weekend um had some previous shows this week discussing a couple of different um well i guess a lot of different stuff um first show on wednesday Got to talk with Grandview's Nick Mitchell and LifeView's Omi Acosta, a former Grandview wrestler, just about the NAIA National Tournament and, and also that unique storyline there with um, you know Grandview wrestling for their 10th national team title in 11 years, but LifeView, the one team that knocked them off, led by you know, a wrestler that helped start that championship streak, right? Just really unique there. Yesterday, uh, got on the horn with Earl Smith from Intermat to discuss some Big Ten wrestling. So that was uh, that was a fun conversation. Going to be in Lincoln with him and a handful of others this weekend. Today, um, gonna get uh, gonna gonna talk some Big Twelve wrestling. Right, we've got some interviews lined up as you guys heard. Kevin Dresser, head coach at Iowa State. Doug Schwab, head coach at Northern Iowa. Also got some time with David Carr this week. 
NCAA champion for the Cyclones. Um, big weekend down in Tulsa, BOK Center. Um, action's going to be held on ESPN Plus, or I guess Big, Tw- big 12 Now on ESPN Plus. Um, the first three sessions at least, so those two sessions on Saturday plus um, early session on Sunday. Then uh, the finals on Sunday, championship finals, going to be on ESPN2. Um, so hopefully you guys can uh, tune in to watch some really, really fun wrestling. Big 12 Conference obviously didn't get as much love as the Big 10 Conference, but still pretty high-powered conference, pretty fun conference overall just with Iowa State U and I. So there's some local interest there, but also you got – you know, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma tied for the conference tournament title last year. Um, Missouri's back in the Big 12 now. Then you've got some other teams like South Dakota State, some affiliate members that, you know, have been really, really competitive over the last few years. You know, like Wyoming was in the in the team race mix last year. Mark, Mark Branch's boys, that, that, that was a really fun team race to watch. And, um, you know, South Dakota State mentioned them. They have a really solid team this year, and they've got some Iowa flavor in the lineup. Headed down to the headed down to Tulsa, you got guys like a Cade DeVos from Southeast Polk, um, Tanner Sloan from Albertnet, and even Daniel Kimball from Don Bosco sliding in at 149. So, a um, little bit of Iowa flavor there. Some local interest outside of the Cyclones and Panthers. We're going to focus primarily on the Cyclones and the Panthers this week. Did some uh, did some quick team race math. Heading into the weekend, it's expected to be another fun team race, I think, at the Big 12 tournament. Looking at the numbers, um, you know, right now, if we were to just take it based solely off the pre-seeds again, I know Big 12 scoring a little bit different compared to maybe the Big 10 scoring. Just not as many rustlers involved in the brackets just look different. But as of right now, according to my math, Oklahoma State projected to finish first base solely off the pre-seeds, 118.5 points. Iowa State right behind them, 117.5 points. Then you got Missouri at 102.5. Northern Iowa sitting fourth at 93. South Dakota State fifth at 86. So really, I I think it's going to be a really fun team race. Those are projected team scores without bonus points. Obviously, that's going to be a factor. Obviously, guys wrestling above or below their seeds are going to make the team scores fluctuate a little bit. Um. And I, you know, I the one thing, and you kind of heard Dresser talk about this a little bit, and you're going to hear him talk about it a little bit more. Um, this has been a pretty special year for Iowa State, right? They, I, by most measures, it's been a banner year, right? They went 15 and one overall in duels, um, which is the most dual wins in a single season um, in the Kevin Dresser era, and the most by any Iowa State wrestling team since Kale Sanderson um, was the head coach back during the 07-08 season. They won 16 that year. Um, you know, this year's mark also includes a streak of 13 consecutive dual meet victories, which is the second longest active dual meet winning streak in the country. Um, Iowa State also went 8-0 against Big 12 opponents to outright win the league's regular season dual meet title. And within that um, run of success, they beat Oklahoma State for the first time since 2010. They beat Mizzou for the first time since 2010. And they also beat Northern Iowa, hotly contested dual 16-15 at the McLeod Center for the third year in a row. Um We'll talk. We talked to Dresser about this, and you guys will hear it. We're about to jump to his interview. All of that could become a footnote if they don't perform in March, right? Um, March. This this is the month where seasons are are either remembered or forgotten, right? How you do at the at the NCAA championships, fair or not, is normally how your season gets remembered. And the path to the NCAA championships begins in the regular season in earnest, right? But it also really truly begins. With your conference tournament, your NCAA qualifying tournament, how many guys can you get through to the national tournament, um, 
And moreover, how how can those guys use the conference tournament and and their success or otherwise in the regular season to set themselves up at the national tournament? So really big weekend for Iowa State. Um, there was a lot of focus there. Don't want to forget about Northern Iowa. That's a team that rebounded from a pretty slow start to have a very strong dual meet season themselves. Went down to Oklahoma, swept both those teams. Nearly beat Mizzou earlier this year. No, they kind of stumbled there near the end. They lost to Iowa State, and then they got thumped pretty good by Wisconsin. Um, you know, but this is still a team. You know, they, they have eight preceded wrestlers um, based on the projected team scores they could finish. You know, I, I absolutely have them in the mix through the first day, I think at least, before maybe, you know, sometime Saturday night, maybe Oklahoma State, Iowa State, maybe Mizzou as well, pull away in the team race. But this is a Northern Iowa team that's very, very dangerous, right? You look up and down. Um, you know, some of the weights that they've got here, you know, Brody Teske is is a returning Big 12 champ, right? He's the three seed. He could easily, um, you know, out-wrestle his seed and, and score some additional points there. Kyle Biscoglia, the two seed, um, you know, can he hold serve and get to the finals? I'm also thinking of guys like Kale Happel, the six seed at 141. That's a guy that's absolutely more than capable of out-wrestling his seed. Um you know, Derek Holschlag, the seven seed at 157, he's got to finish sixth or better if he wants to get to the NCAA championships. A guy like Lance Runyon, the four seed at 174. Here's something really interesting to chew on. Um, he's beaten everybody, everybody he's rustled on his side of the bracket. He's beaten, right? Dustin Plott from Oklahoma State, he pinned him earlier this year. Dennis Robin from West Virginia beat him earlier this year. Austin Brenner from North Dakota State beat him earlier this year. Um, the two guys he'll wrestle first, Jackson Hemauer and Hayden Hastings, um, you know, assuming he wins. Hasn't wrestled either of those guys yet this year, but I, you got to think those are reasonable matches that he could win. I Could Lance Runyon get to the Big 12 Finals? There's additional points there because right now his projected pre-seeds, um, you know, count him for fourth place points. Um, you know, and then there's obvious, you know, how much how much bonus points can Parker Keckeisen score? How many bonus points can Brody Teske score? Kyle Biscogli has been a pinner. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of potential here, I think, for, for the Panthers to make some noise down in Tulsa as well. Going to be a really fun weekend. Um, I know I'm going to be in Lincoln, but I'm going to have, um, you know, my two eyes are going to be stretched over the course of five, um, probably even six wrestling tournaments this weekend. So um, hopefully you guys are following along and, and we'll provide some update analysis, commentary, things of that nature as the weekend unfolds um, on the action in Lincoln, on the action in Tulsa, but also on the action um, you know, in Council Bluffs for the JUCO National Championships, um, the action in Kansas for the NAI National Championships, and then we'll obviously keep an eye on the Women's National Tournament up in Michigan and bring some some updates from you guys there. That's enough of me babbling. It's Friday. Let's get to some interviews. Um, we're going to first line it up with the Iowa State guys first. So Coach Kevin Dresser, then wrestler David Carr, and then we'll hit uh, Doug Schwab on the uh, I guess shortly right after them. And then I'll meet you guys on the backside of this podcast to close it out. Um, appreciate y'all tuning in today, this week. I know we got a lot of extra audio this week um, after really not doing a whole lot the two weeks prior. So hopefully that makes up for it. We still got some fun stuff planned leading through the rest of the month. But let's get through today's show first, um, get through some wrestling this weekend, and then we'll tackle what's next. So uh, hope you guys enjoy today's show, and I will see you guys on the other side. All right, I don't have much except for bus leaves tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. And, you know, we're blessed. We're very healthy right now. And I think we're in great shape. And so time to go. What's the vibe like in the room really over the last couple of weeks, just getting ready for this stretch? You know, I think these guys have had uh, a lot thrown at them. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of challenging it right now because everybody out there is saying this is a dual meet team and uh, not a tournament team. And so, I, uh, 
I'm using that uh, with them quite a bit lately. You know, they went on the road and won four tough Big 12 matches, all at, you know, three places that were really hard places to wrestle and tough environments. So, you know, there's no question these guys are very battled in the dual meet world. And so now we get a chance to go to a tournament and, and we have a lot of doubters out there. We have a lot of people that think this just is a dual meet team. And so we're excited to get out there. I think they're excited to get out there and show people that, you know, we might be a little bit more than that. Is there ever, is there any better extra motivation than that when somebody says, oh, this is a team built to win dual meets and it doesn't translate as well to a tournament setting to, I mean, get these guys to focus in that one last bit? Yeah, you know, when you, as you go down the home stretch here, you know, every week, obviously, the stakes are a little bit higher. And so I think right now that, um, you know, there has to be a selfish mentality then that we have to just really... Um, and worry about ourselves, but at the same time, I really see these guys wrestling for each other. Um, and uh, if we do that, you know, we're going to like what happens. In your experience, what's what's helped a team that's had a really strong dual meet season follow up with a really strong postseason? I think just you know consistency, and I think that's the one thing that we've seen out of this team all year long. Is you know, we might have had different guys step up, but. It's been a pretty consistent team, you know, from the time we started really in January and we took off for Wyoming, it's been a really consistent team. And so um, always just kind of focusing on the one that's in front of you has been really, really good for us this year and not getting ahead of ourselves. So right now we got, I think, seven guys that don't have a first round match and they'll be in the quarterfinals. And we got three guys that do have a first round match. And so I even overheard David Carr in the locker room saying, you know, man, I, I'm so excited about this weekend, but, you know, I just got to look at that first guy. You know, David talks about wrestling in his sleep. So um, that's uh, the mentality. I think really that's the mentality of our team. How much does he watch, quote-unquote, film, video, whatever? Is he is he elite in that way, in the same way that he is in terms of results on the map? I think he watches a little bit of video. And, you know, that's kind of how we coach our guys is we watch a little bit of video, but we don't overanalyze it. You know, my philosophy has always been, and, and the way I've coached is, Let's worry about what we do. Um, mm -hmm. But with that said, it's it's important to know tendencies and to see maybe you know this guy's got maybe this trick hold or he start he's he might lead right leg he might lead left leg. You know, there's tendencies we watch, and I think that's probably how David approaches it. Um, you know, he's gonna he's a, he's a professional. He's he's gonna go worry about the guy in front of him, and he's thinking you know specific series is on top. I'm gonna go for this, and I'm gonna go for this. So he's super calculated. What do you think about the seeds and pairings overall? I have you probably looked over them yet? I think when you're in a competitive conference uh, and the Big 12's really getting competitive, I think it's a tough job to do it. And we made a decision as a coaches group, and I think it was a great decision, that we were just out of it. We were staying completely out of it. And we just turned it over to a bunch of uh, wrestling gurus that sit around and do nothing but look at results and stay on, the, on Twitter all day long. So uh, the Jason Bryants of the world are seeding our tournament. I think they did a great job. I think there's like five of them that the Big 12 actually hired. And I think that's how they need to do the coaches ranking. I think that's the way to do it and take all the biases and the, you know, because we got coaches calling us at, you know, before each ranking going, hey, think about my guy here. He's, he just beat so-and-so and so-and-so last weekend. So you're not supposed to politic. And that's what happens when you get the coaches involved. There's biases. I don't like this coach, so I don't care how good his kid is. I'm not going to seat him. Why don't we get a bunch of Jason Bryants and a bunch of uh, Willies and a bunch of guys in there that, that really you know understand the sport, and they're going to put the best guys up, up front. What 
I mean, it was, Ian was talking about how you like to preach the reset, you know, zero and zero. Yeah, and you can th see how valuable it is to somebody who maybe had a couple struggles in terms of results, but their habits have been good and they're building. But for a guy like David that's lost one match, what does he do? I mean, once you're, once you're an elite wrestler, how do you, what does it take to stay there? And how does he kind of personify that? Well, I think David has really uh, proven that he is a professional. And so he goes out there knowing that, you know, some guys are going to shut down on him and stall, and he's going to get everybody's best effort. And that's his challenge, and that's how he takes it. Um, and that's how we've coached him is, is that go show everybody, go show them how the reason you're ranked number one instead of, oh, my gosh, i got to protect being number one. Let's go show them how, why we're number one. And when he walks off the mat, go, damn, I see why the dude's number one. He's pretty good, you know. And uh, that's, what, uh, that's what we try to preach to David. Is there the mentality, too, of this is fun, this is enjoyable? I mean, hey, you're number one. Stay number one with that enjoyment. And that if it's like, oh, gosh, I've got to keep this because it, this status means something to me sort of thing. David, when he says, you know, score points and have fun, he really means it. And um, so he's always coming up with ways to figure out how to bonus point guys. And, and I think you've seen in the few times this year we hasn't achieved a bonus point or got a bonus point for the team. He's disappointed. I mean, he feels like he let everybody down. So that's how you get national championships when you continually try to strive to, to separate yourselves. Nobody sneaks up on you until you get to the late rounds and then you got studs versus studs, real studs versus real studs. Um, He's done a good job with that. Um, and he's a guy that talks about winning the Hodge. And if he knows what it's take to win the Hodge, you have to dominate. And that's a goal of his. So it was a goal of his at the very beginning of the year. He goes, Coach, I'm going for the Hodge this year. You don't get many guys, you know, and he's still in NCAA terms pretty young. What, uh, who do you think has the most individually to gain this weekend? I don't think there's anybody really. I think, I think there's guys that probably have bigger chips on their shoulder. You know, you look at Younger's weight. I mean, he got what? In the quarterfinals, you got two top eight guys in the nation hitting with him and Elam. I mean, the top eight guys in the nation, Elam gets, what, fifth seed, and he's ranked eighth or seventh in the nation. It shows you what's going on there. So I think just for bragging rights, I know he he's a competitor, and he's excited about that. You know, and look at Tarakina. You know, he's beat some good guys this year, had a couple losses, but he's a sixth seed. So I know those two guys right there probably feel a little underappreciated. For a guy like Younger, um spectacular regular season um, just in terms of overall development when it comes to folk style. What, if anything, changes for him now in a tournament setting? I know he was at Dactronics earlier this year, but this this might be a little bit bigger beast. I think that we're still in the land of unknown with him. I really do. I think that we're still in the land of unknown with him, and it's a good, it's a good land because what we've seen this year has been fun. Um, I'll be honest, if I pick up the paper on Sunday morning and Tulsa and he wins a tournament it's OW it wouldn't shock me a bit but if he gets fourth or fifth it would shock me because the weight's close but as he puts things together and get together more and more he will be the elite one he's going to be the guy down the road that's going to be like that competitiveness and that athleticism that he's got together um, he's going to be like, I'm going to make predictions he's going to be really good yeah as a coaching staff does it is it hard to kind of balance with the let's focus on the process to get better every day with the excitement of hey like this, this guy's going to be a real hammer down the road he has so much room to grow in the practice room yet and that's where we've seen the growth and so i'm a coach when you see growth in the practice room you see growth in the big arenas and that's where we've seen growth 
and there's so much more growth there. He's just learning how to work hard. He's just learning how to, to, to drill with the details it takes to drill those positions instead of just kind of going through them because it's practice. When it comes to the things that you get to see that we don't, what would you say Isaac Judge and a guy like Joel Devine are doing that we quite aren't seeing out on the map? They're just two tremendously hard workers. They're probably not the most athletic guys in our team, but they're both just tremendous hard workers and it's important to them. And they're gonna give you everything they've got right now. And, and you know, their, their skill set has gotten better. They're never gonna be the fastest. They're never gonna be the strongest, but somehow they've got themselves both in, you know, Devine's in the top 22 in the nation and, and uh, Judge is in the top 30 in the nation. There's not, there's a lot of kids in, in, in the wrestling world that would trade places with them right now. What makes this time of year so fun for you? Um, this is what I look forward to all year. It's like Christmas time. When you're getting ready to open the presents, you get all jittery like a little kid. That's how I am around postseason. I just get super excited. It's a fun time, good competition, so yeah. How does your approach or preparation, how has it changed or evolved over the last few years as, as you've gone through this now a few times? Um, I've been through it, so I feel experienced. Like, uh, you know, this is my third Big 12 tournament, so you know, I feel experienced and that helps me be more relaxed and kind of just have fun with it. And, uh, you know, I get to do this. And so I just love the experience to wrestle each match, um, all I got. And then I love seeing my teammates do well as well. And, you know, that's pretty much the main thing, cheer them on and then wrestle hard. Coach Dresser said from the beginning of the season, you just talked about, I'm going to win the Hodge. Um, how much does that bring out your excellence like you said wanting to score that extra bonus point if you can every single time every single second on the mat count when you you're gonna you're gonna have to do that if you're yeah. gonna have a chance well i think that you know something that my dad's always taught me is first secure the win and then after that it's pretty much just go for bonus go for just gotta be greedy because that's something that coaches are telling us so you know when i'm going out there i'm thinking i want to score as many points as i can one it's fun <laughs> two helps me win the hot so those are <laughs> Fun and Hodge, that just goes together for me. So that's, I'm really just trying to have fun, score a lot of points. Um, and yeah, you know, the Hodge is my goal, but if I don't get it, it's not a big deal. But that's something that, like, why not just go for it? You know, why not try to dominate everyone you wrestle? This has been a pretty spectacular season for you guys, just outright Big 12 regular season champs. I mean, I lost count of how many duels you guys have won in a row. But, but how do you ensure, like, what's the message that you give to the guys to ensure that? you capitalize on the postseason because this is what people remember, right? Yeah, I mean, this is, like I said, this is one of the most important time of the year because the Big 12 tournament, I mean, it's fun. There's a lot of great teams that we get to go against, and tournaments are just great. People love watching tournaments. I love wrestling tournaments. And so I think we're a good tournament team. It's just we got to go out there and just show it. You know, I'm just telling the guys just be themselves, wrestle free. I mean, this is the best time of the year. Why not wrestle your best and have fun and just show the people – um, what we're about. Coach Dresser said he's brought that up to you guys that some people have considered you guys a great dual meet team and not so much a tournament team. I'm sure you guys have heard it and talked about it amongst yourselves too, but it's always nice when you have a little chip, on, extra chip on your shoulder for March, right? Yeah, I think it, everyone will just have to see, you know, that's, <laughs> that's why you wrestle. If you just went by the seeds and what's the point of wrestling, you know, we wrestle to figure out what happens. And so that's what I like about this team is that you know, at the beginning of the year, no one would have thought we had a season like this. But we believed, and we, we know our goals. So 
I think if we go out there and just wrestle hard for seven minutes and just have a chip on our shoulder and go after it, I think you're going to see that we're a good tournament team. And I think that's the exciting part, you know. Who do you think, like, individually among your teammates has the most to gain or, I mean, talking with them maybe has the most that they feel like they want to prove this weekend? Um, I feel like everybody wants to prove a little bit. I feel like everyone has a little bit of chip on their shoulder. But I know Marcus Coleman is – that dude's going to be uh, fun to watch. He's he's coming to take people's heads off. So I know he's just someone that is a competitor. Same as Younger. Younger is just competitive. I don't care if you're playing chess, racquetball, or spelling bee dude will literally like gives a hundred percent and thinks he can win every time like if i'm doing anything against younger he already thinks he can beat me so it's like when you have a guy that that's competitive whew, we're wrestling this is what he does like wrestling dude that's that's what he does and so people like that on our team are so competitive they have a little bit of chip on their shoulder and they want to prove something and so there's no pressure to any of the guys on the team because they already want to win. They're here to go and win. I believe in all 10 guys. I believe in every single guy, including myself. I believe in myself. And I think that this tournament is just a great outlet to go and show what we've been working hard for. You put in the work, let's go show it. I know that, I mean, you've been teammates with Marcus for a few years. What what has changed internally with that guy? Because, I mean, you say he's coming to take people's heads off. I feel like he's been doing that all season. Yeah, I mean, this, this season... I mean, it's just a glimpse of how good he can be and how good he is. And I think the Big 12 tournament is like he's been he's been itching to get on the mat. Like this dude's like pushes himself in the room and like his mindset is just he wants it all. Like he just wants to whatever there is, he wants to go and get it. And that's what I like about him this year. He's very focused, very dialed in. Same with Younger, same with a lot of guys on our team. And I'm excited to wrestle. But I can't wait to take off my shoes when I'm done wrestling and watch my teammates. Like that's, I get like pumped up to watch these guys because I know how hard they work, and so I want their works to pay off. How much fun has it been to watch that mindset? You know, go attack, have fun, score points, um, win matches. Like to kind of see that grow throughout the entire team over the last few years. Because I know that that was kind of one of your goals that you wanted to yeah. really instill in these guys, and now it seems like we're really seeing it this yeah, year. Yeah, I think last year. When you see when you see some success from your teammates, like you know, I had some success at nationals last year. That was good. You know, that's in the past. But I think what was good about it is that the other guys see like, man, we can win here at Iowa State. David went to national. I go to national. I train with him every day. Like it's just these guys are believing in themselves, and that was kind of a little spark of like he's just going out there laughing, having fun, just wrestling. Like I'm not like gonna be all mean and stare dudes down. Like I'm like I'm a smile and go wrestle. So I think these guys are just. They're saying, like, man, I can have fun, wrestle hard, score tons of points, and that's it. You know, they keep it simple. You know, you got to be tough, consistent, and trust the coaches, and that's it. It's just buying in, and I think that's what the guys saw, and that's why guys are just coming out and just believing themselves that they can win. Have you had more conversations with those guys since, you know, last March? Yeah, I mean, I just, I just encourage them that I just – every time after the duels – I grab like five or six guys and tell them like, dude, you're super good. Like you are insane. If you just trust in yourself, it's the sky's the limit. And I keep telling them that after every duel and then I see them wrestle next to them. I'm like, man, they're really believing. Like they're really buying in and the coaches are telling them the same stuff. Everyone, their family, everyone's just supporting this team. And it's a group effort. You know, we have great coaches. We have great support system. And I think that's why we had a good regular season, but I'm more excited for this tournament season. So.
She also tried to trick me. I she thought it was. <laughs> I, really I wasn't mad, but she was, she's just trying to get me here earlier. That's all right. Uh, let's see. First off, congratulations, obviously, to, to Jake and his program. Um, you saw how those guys started, and I think the to me that's also shows that Man, you just gotta keep. You gotta keep swinging. You gotta keep believing. You gotta, get, gotta keep trusting in what's going on. Um, looked like it was a heck of a crowd and a great environment. And you know, we just want to create those environments all the time. And so I know, man, I know they felt good about it. But you know, like he said, they're, they're what they're what they're firmly focused on and fixed on is Friday. Um, sure in hell isn't the NIT. I can tell you that. It's about making the damn NCAA tournament. Um, and doing that stuff, so I'll speak for him a little bit. But and for us, obviously, my focus is the first round of the Big Twelves. Um, and if I go back and I take a step back further, what we've talked about all year is really we're going to take care of today. And we've had a good week of practice, um, kind of having a week, a week—I don't say a week off, but a week, a week to train a little bit, a week to give a guy a breather. You know, we wrestled last Thursday and had the weekend to ourselves, and you had the state tournament and. You know, you just you kind of get in that feeling of it's championship season, um, and you know we're we're really here. Um, our guys are prepared and ready. I, like I said, I don't know. We get the seats today. We get the brackets on Thursday, um, and we'll get our guys prepared for 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 that. Um, I don't have a whole lot other than we had a good week of practice. Uh, our guys are excited and excited to compete. Um, I know when we met on Saturday, you know, talked a little bit about you know we have some guys at their first time in the Big Twelve tournament, but so what we had we had two guys win the big 12 tournament in their first tournament last year you know we had a freshman go play third with the NCAA tournament you you don't have to have that experience to to be able to make an impact and have an impact from the first time you go you go there and man for me i don't know i don't know what's going to happen i don't know if they're going to get another opportunity so they have to take advantage of this one you know we got some guys that in their fifth year you know Derek koshaw is his fifth year and he's finally getting to go um and he's just kept knocking and you know we kind of i think about the stories up and down our lineup of the resiliency these guys have shown throughout the year, the growth they've thrown, shown throughout the year, the trust they've had in themselves and their team, and that, man, they've just they've only continued to get better throughout the year. And obviously this last month is time to let that shine. Um, and, and I know when Saturday morning comes, we'll be ready for that first whistle. And that's really what I'm keeping them firmly fixed on. So today in practice, that'll be, that'll be what we talk about, the first whistle and taking care of that. And... Not really getting ahead of ourselves in any way, um, but to say I'm not excited, man, man, I'm I'm excited as I've been just for as a group. You know, I think we 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 had about six or seven duels in a row where man, we just competed our tails off and out hustled, out fought guys, and man, wrestled and competed extremely well. And you know, that's the team. That's the team that we're taking to the Big Twelves, and and we're we're planning on coming. Well, we're not coming home on Sunday night. We're staying down there, but we plan on Sunday night when. When you know, heck, we only scored 79 points last year. That's all we scored last year, 79 points. Whew. I just saw that. Now, now you got me fired up. 79 points. Now that's that's not enough. It's not enough. We have scored a heck of a lot more than that this year. Um, and it starts with our first our first match, which I'm not sure who that's going to be, but whoever it is, man, they'll be they'll be ready to roll and score points. We've talked a lot about bonus points and being able to add another champion you know, through bonus points, and I know that's what our guys will go after. Um, I don't know, I guess, any questions? Um, you've spoken about changing the perception of this program mm -hmm. in Iowa and nationally as well. What kind of opportunity does your, your squad have this weekend to, to do just that? Well, you go in Big 12s and 
pretty hard, pretty hard to deny us. Pretty hard to deny a team that's that's you know, I, Big Ten and Big Ten. I think they had uh, maybe some eighty, maybe some odd allocations. I think we had like fifty-eight, the second most. Um, so, you know, just with the numbers that are going from our conference, I mean, it's it's one of the premier conferences in in the NCAA's. So, you know, if you're if you're winning that tournament, then you're one of the premier teams. So, yeah, I mean, we have we have a chance to do that. There were some there's some goals that guys set for our team throughout the year, and those are coming up this weekend. For those guys, I mean, the timeline on that is coming. Um, be able to win the Big 12s and send 10 guys to Nationals, that's, that's the goal, and that's what these guys are after. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we certainly, we certainly want to continue to advance and raise the level of the program, and you've got to be able to do it at the Big 12 tournament, though. If you don't do it in March, then we do it all throughout the rest of the season. It doesn't really matter. We need to do it in March, and that's what we're prepared to do. Uh, I mean, there's some great coaches in the Big 12. I mean, there's plenty of video out there. So there's there's adjustments that are made. I mean, you know, I, I can think about, so I think about Bryce Steyert. And two years ago, he beat Joe Smith, and he beat up Joe Smith, and he beat him up in here. And then we got to the Big 12 tournament, and it was a tight, it was a tight, tight, tight match. Um, so there's a lot of good coaches out there that will make adjustments. Um, you know, for us, we just got to be a step ahead of that. You know, I mean, we got some guys that I know that guys are going to have a certain game plan for, and then you just got to have a guy so prepared that they can blow that out of the water, even if a guy doesn't. And if it is close, then you still you don't get panicked. You know, you still find a way to win win the dang match. But um, I think that's just good coaching. You know, I don't know about gamesmanship. I think you got to do your you got to do your due diligence as a coach. And yeah, we know our guys well. But if I got beat by a guy a certain way the last time, then I sure in heck shouldn't get beat by him that way again this time, unless he's just that good at it. Uh, but we'll we'll have we'll have game plans for for our guys. But ultimately, it comes down to what they do well, and that doing it so well that a guy can't stop it, or you do it so many times that you still get to the guy. Um, so I don't know the Big Twelve conferences, especially getting Missouri back in there. You know, in in Oklahoma State and. I know Oklahoma both tied last year, but Oklahoma State, they, they come into that tournament believing they're going to win that dang thing every year. And I'm sure Iowa State probably thinks they're winning that thing because we just won the conference. And then, you know, we're just, we're going to, yeah, hopefully we're just laughing and smiling on Sunday night, and that's our plan. And we go score a whole bunch of points and get 10 guys in the national tournament. And, you know, then you go from where, because this is, uh, this ultimately is a qualifier, right, for, for us to get to the NCAA. So um, we want to win it, but we also want to make sure we get our guys we get our guys to that next step in, in this process. Coach, you said last week you want to do a lot of mental training going mm -hmm. into this week. Can you explain what you mean by that? Huh, I mean, there's a lot of physical work that's done. I mean, the physical work for the most part is done. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're going to do some little things. Like you said, there's some there's some game plans thing. There's some things that just from keeping us, us sharp. But uh, more than anything, I think keeping things very, very similar. You know, I think the guy who changes the least usually does the best. It's not like all of a sudden, oh, we're the postseason now. We got to start to change all these things. I mean, these guys have—they've, I think, to anything, it just gets sharper. I mean, so you know, you talk about having having game plan. You talk about your breathing. You talk about the things that we've done all year, and then just doing them to the next level. Um, so I think just making things really simple and just reinforcing certain things to guys, reminding sometimes you got to remind guys how good they are and all the work that they've done. 
and that man you squeeze the bat really tight then oh here you're gonna, you're gonna let that go by like this is an opportunity that you're prepared for probably as much as anything as you've been prepared for in your life so then now we're gonna make it a big weight on our shoulders instead of man let's let's go see how good i am you know so i think it's just it's just in frame of mind and then as the week builds up being able to let the air out of that a little bit letting them be able to I talk about being being uh, a pro at waiting because you have to wait a lot. You know, even these tournaments, you know, even in between sessions, in between matches, uh, you know, leading up even this week, there's a lot of downtime. Um, so, can you let that mind? Do you let that mind race? Or are you able to to focus it on what you can really control? Because that's sometimes that's what you know the mind just races and gets out of. And we use so much energy. So, just trying to get them to to conserve their energy as much as possible and keep it focused on what they can control. And if something bad happens, and you know, we've got a plan for that too. You know, so we've talked about we talk we try to talk about and have a plan for everything. Heck, if you if you you get you get thrown and you get pinned, and you're in the backside, how, how do you how do you react to that? And they're already ready for that if it does happen. Not that you're planning for that to happen, but I also I'm not going to be so. Um, I guess I don't say naive is the word, but I think sometimes guys they don't they don't ever plan for that, and then when it happens, they're like. What the hell do I do? Coach, I'm lost. And we don't ever want to be lost. So I think we just, those scenarios, but more than anything, just they're ready. I don't know what else to say. It's just really it's just countdown to the time you get to step on that mat. And we've prepared these guys as well as they have, and they have, man. So stay, just stay in the moment as much as we can. Long-winded answer, but I don't know, hopefully it answers it for you. Uh, do you expect to have Tyrell Gordon available at the big uh, tournament? Working on it. I mean, he he's he's making progress. Um, he's making progress, and he's done a pretty dang good job throughout throughout the season. You know, I mean, we're we're we, we're working to get him back. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you one thing: is I'm I'm incredibly optimistic, just as a as a person, as a coach. But I also believe that guys can do some incredible things. I've watched guys. I've watched guys that we've we've had on our team that. We said this guy has no business wrestling, or man, I don't know if he can do it. And they they do it because this thing's so strong, and they find a way. And when you want to do that, and which we, which he does, seem like you end up finding a dang way to get it done. So yeah, we we're planning on having him out there on Saturday, ready to scrap. But you know, we also we also have a very very capable other guy, you know, has been to the national tournament a couple of times, and and he's ready if he needs to be. So. But other than that, I think what did you say? Do we have fifty-eight allocations? I think so. That's a I think that's a sec, that's a second most. I mean, Big, Big Ten Big Ten had the most, but uh, you know, so that 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 leaves us where I think maybe seventy-four had maybe eight guys. You know, I think four is the least in any weight class. So even if something happens, man, every guy has an opportunity. Even the guys will have an opportunity to wrestle back. I mean, like I said, you don't want to. You don't want to, and I'm not even trying to trying to speak bad into existence or that hey, negative. It's not negative. It's it's just realistic that those things can happen. And for us as a team to be able to win the Big 12s, every guy's got to be able to score points. Every guy needs to be able to get and and, and finish as high as they can. And man, backside, that's where Oklahoma made man. They made their way last year on the backside. They had so many pins and bonus points and ended up helping them win a conference title. So. And having everybody fight till the bitter end is absolutely critical, you know, for us to score as many points as we can and win a Big 12 title and take everyone we can to the NCAA tournament. And that's what our guys are prepared for. So, uh, looks like every session I think is on ESPN Plus, 
and then I think the finals are actually on ESPN2 on Sunday night. So, um, yeah, I know you'll be tuning in, so I guess I'll see you. Any other questions? Nothing? All right, I'll see you next week. Always appreciate the coaches for their time. Best of luck and safe travels down to Tulsa for the Big 12 Rustling Championships. That's really all I got today, guys. Quick and easy on a Friday. Um, get you some interviews, some audio, um, a little bit of insight into how those guys are feeling headed down to um, you know, or at least before they wrestle this weekend, right? Again, going to be a really busy weekend of wrestling, Big Ten, Big 12, NAIA, Junior College, NCAA women. Um, hopefully you guys follow along. Um, with all the action as best you can. I know I'm going to as well. Um, I know my nephews are also wrestling in the Missouri Youth Regional Tournaments this weekend, and if they finish in the top four, they head to the Missouri Youth State Tournament. So going to have um, you know a wandering eye on Saturday to kind of see how those dudes are doing back home in Kansas City. Full weekend of wrestling. It's going to be fun. Welcome to March, right? This is, this is kind of what we expect here over the next few weeks because it doesn't slow down next week either. Um, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Let's focus first on where we're at and where we're going right now. So, so, um, hey, I, I know I said this um, before the interviews. I'm going to say it here again. A lot, a lot of pod audio this week, and I appreciate you guys listening. Um, you know, we've got some more shows planned next week. Hopefully all of those plans stick. Um, you know, we're going to want to recap, obviously, this busy weekend of wrestling. We've got a, we're going to have some NCAA brackets next week as well. And a um, handful more tournaments going on next week too, right? D2, D3, NAIA women go. Um, you know, got a really fun high school event hosted by IA Russell right here in Des Moines next weekend as well. Going to just be a really fun month of wrestling um, starting this weekend, going next weekend as well. And then obviously we all will be in Detroit um, here in a few weeks for for the big show. But, but yeah, that's all I've got today, guys. Um, thanks a bunch for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, Instagram, Cody J. Goodwin. And of course, be sure to subscribe to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. Lots of wrestling stuff coming over the next few weeks. I don't want you guys to miss a thing. Um, you can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon. like every session I think is on ESPN plus and then I think the finals are actually on ESPN two on Sunday night so um, yeah I know you'll be tuning in so